A British automobile went on the fritz? Call the New York Times. They need to be on this. Hello, Jody. Hey, bro. How's it? (laughs) You're back. You're back from Hawaii. Welcome back. Uh, I, I am. I'm I'm back from that weird little dot in the Pacific, and apparently it's affected how you say hello. <sighs> yeah, people are all about saying hello out there. Well, aloha and welcome yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Aloha probably means welcome back. That was redundant. So you you must you must have stories. Tons. Uh, too many. It was great uh, hanging out with the wind talker. Um, although sadly I was unable to get him subscribed to the show on his phone. Uh, what the hell? It, that was you know, incredibly frustrating. We we need to just bite the bullet and get ourselves in iTunes. I think we have all the raw material that we need. We just need to uh, <clears throat> to drop the feed in there. Okay. All right. Make um, Steve Jobs' ghost aware of where our podcast lives. Yeah. Hmm. I, I have a feeling he knows already, and um, I don't know. Do you ever get the sense that the ghost of Steve Jobs is actively working against you in some way? Or is that just me? <laughs> I think it's just you because you're, you know, you're the only person mixing uh, Android and iOS devices that I that I know. I cannot be the only person who's doing that. I'm just the only one who's open about it. Everybody else is in the closet. All right, you're the only one I tease about it then. How's that? Okay, fine. So, um, all right, so how's the Wind Talker? The Wind Talker's doing well. Um, he is uh, actually going to be coming back from Maui fairly soon. Uh-huh. Uh, he's going to be bouncing around the country, the mainland, for a while. Okay. And then uh, he's actually going to head over to Costa Rica to meet up with some friends of his from Oregon who Naturally. are going to sail across the Pacific, and he's going to help them do that. Really? So he's going to he's gonna he's, take off from Costa Rica? He's going to pull a mat. Pacific side yeah. and cross the Pacific? Yeah. Wow. What kind of boat? I don't know. Hmm. You'll have to ask him that. Is he going to spend any time in Florida? On this uh, bouncing around the, the continent portion? Yeah, you know, I was tempted to try and make this a surprise, but uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be in Florida in a few weeks. Oh, awesome. So you'll get to see him. Uh, cool. I'll get to see him again soon, and uh, it'll be fun. He, I told him about the uh, workshop. He's very excited to see that and hang out there oh, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right up his alley. Yeah. All right, so what did you guys get up to over there on the, the, the little green dot in the big blue ocean? Yeah, we uh, we stayed in this cool, sleepy little surfer town on Maui. We knocked around there. We did a little surfing. We uh, did some hiking in some jungles. Did some swinging on vines. Uh, nice. Not kidding. And um, went up on top of the volcano. Which one? Haleakala. Oh, okay. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 feet. Watch the sunset. Watch the stars come out. Cool. Is that one still, is that one rumbly at all? Is it active? No. Does it glow? No, it's completely dormant. Oh, too bad. But uh, it was still very impressive. And, uh, I imagine, yeah. It's uh, due to my self not leaving Florida for, I don't know, I'm not sure how, how long it's it's been since I've really been anywhere at altitude. It yeah. took me three days of going up and down the volcano to actually make the 10,000-foot summit. summit. Uh, I'm actually quite embarrassed about that, but I was really <laughs> sick the first day we tried. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, I haven't felt that bad since I was hanging out with the wind talker in the Caribbean and I got severely seasick. So maybe this is a pattern. I'm not sure. But hmm. 
yeah, you know, my spouse and the wind talker, they were fine. And it was only like 3,000 feet was the other thing. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to ask next. I, I wouldn't think it'd be that high. Yeah. So I, I'm Googling it later and it says, you know, oh, most people don't experience symptoms until 8,000 feet. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, it, it, <laughs> I, am I getting you old? Had another mile. Yeah. <laughs> you got like, another mile to go what's up happening? before you're allowed to complain, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. But uh, all my muscles were cramped up. Like some of them mm. were numb. It felt like you know, my legs were asleep and my hands were asleep. I couldn't move my mouth yeah, you probably, very well. You probably caught some little microbe in the, the aluminum tube on the way there or something. Oh, eh, maybe. I don't know. Does that work well, with for or against altitude sickness? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it makes much sense to blame the altitude when we're only talking about 3,000 feet. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Wikipedia on this one. All right. I don't know. I went back down and I felt better immediately. Like, it had to be the altitude, man. Huh. Well, okay. So you, you climbed a volcano that went poorly, uh, but you eventually, you stuck it out and you made it work. I made it to the top. Okay. So, oh, how did the surfing go? Not very well for me. Hmm. My uh, keyboard gargoyle shoulders actually didn't allow me to paddle very well. <laughs> uh, although it went really well at first. Paddling out was, uh, it went way better than when I tried to surf with you in Australia. Hmm. I felt like I was able to get <clears throat> get around better. I think that was actually due to the intricacies of this reef break in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah every break is different. To where there were calm channels to the side of the break where, nice. that were basically sucking you back out. Okay, so you didn't uh, have to go right up the middle through the... Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's nice. So I felt pretty boss paddling out. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to go so much better than last time. And then, you know, I caught one wave and sort of pretended like I was going to stand up, but was too scared to stand up. Mm -hmm. But still, it was cool. Mm -hmm. And then it's time for me to paddle out again. And at this point, my shoulders are tired enough and locked up enough that I can't effectively get my hands out of the water anymore to, to paddle oh back out. <laughs> this uh, is the second time? Yeah. I thought you were like a ninja warrior and like you you ought to be a you you ought to be pretty tough in terms of shoulders and and arms, right? Well, at least that's the the beauty of the martial arts bit is that if you're doing it right, it's super easy and not physically demanding at all. So it's one of those things where you're using your opponent's strength against them. Exactly. It's like uh it's like belaying and okay. climbing, right? Sure. If you're if you're working at it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's a good analogy for me that works immediately. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, the ninja stuff doesn't really count, and it's a lot of leg leg stuff anyway. Okay. Um, and I, I haven't been climbing, so I, my upper body's fairly out of shape. So yeah, for me, learning how to surf means <laughs> learning how to paddle. Well, I don't know, maybe that maybe that's that's fair for everybody, but uh, I, yeah, I think that's a fairly common experience. I mean, that, that's definitely resonates with me after um, after Australia and being down there for a while. I, I would go out and. Yeah, I would just get I would just get worn the f out paddling, and yeah, I you know I would go out in the early mornings and 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 try to stick it out till eleven or twelve o'clock, then go get lunch, and go home. But a lot of times I would I would spend half of that time just laying on the beach recovering. <laughs> so, but uh, but my wife did a lot better. She she surfed more than I did. Cool. The uh, the place where the wind talker took us, which was his favorite spot. It's it's sort of off season right now for waves in Hawaii, which is fine. We don't need big waves. Sure. 
And we didn't have to deal with, you know, aggro surfer boys either, which was great. Mm-hmm. But it's this uh, nice little reef break that was only 10 minutes away from where we were staying. Cool. Not a hard approach or anything. And uh, tons of turtles. There were turtles all over this place. Oh, awesome. You you mean sea turtles? Sea turtles, yeah. Big, nice. giant, coffee table size sea turtles. Wow. And uh, <laughs> they actually like to hang out in the break. Really? Huh. Because it's sort of, you know, as the wave breaks on them, it pushes them down and they go and they have a snack on the, you know, sea anemone or whatever they eat. And then the next wave will pull them back up and they'll get a breath and then go back down again. And, they, you know, they're just totally lazy like that. Yeah, I can relate to that. But, that uh, but my wife kept uh, kicking them as she would fall off the board or would, so mean. would adjust. Oh, not on purpose. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the first time it happened, she was like, what this? What was that? She turned around and the turtle stuck its head out and looked at her for a second and then went and then went back down. Turtle was giving her a stink eye. I yeah. mean, did the, the turtles, did, were they aware that it was not on purpose? Did she explain that to him? Uh, we ran into some on the beach later. Uh, and, okay. uh, you know, we had, you know, we, we uh, presented them with an agenda and had a meeting there. Okay. Um, so I think they, you know, co- were able to conference any other turtles later once the tide came back up. So, okay. And then, you I know, feel we sorted that out. And you you went away with some actionable items like you know stop kicking turtles. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. That makes uh, sense. You know, learn learn to paddle more smoothly was another one. So, <laughs> all right, all right, cool. So let's see. You climbed you climbed volcanoes. You did a little bit of surfing. It sounds uh sounds like a lot of fun. What else did you did you go to more than one place in Hawaii, or were you just located in that one place and kind of knocking around there? Just on Maui. Just Maui. And the wind talker was very generous in basically just lending us his truck the entire time we were there. Cool. Uh, and he's got a motorcycle too. So he was for the most part okay. But we got to hang out with him a lot. Uh, he showed us some of his favorite uh, hiking spots and, you know, jumping into waterfall spots oh. along with uh, with the surf break. Because you know, you know he finds all the cool jungle spots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, the vines I referred to earlier were actually previously prepared specifically by the wind talker so that he could swing on them later nice yeah they were these great big long vines and a big sturdy tree on a slope so you could start you know with your feet on the ground and sure. then run down the slope and swing way out over the creek it was great oh man awesome well cool did you any uh any interesting dining experiences or uh uh interaction with the locals some interaction with locals uh, dining experience, not a whole lot to, to talk about. Uh, the food's very expensive oh, yeah. for the most part. So didn't go to any like cool surf and turf places or anything. Um, my spouse definitely didn't want to pay for any of that. She's not interested in that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we went to a few restaurants. There were <clears throat> some cool local places there. So that, that was good. Nice. The, oh my gosh, the fruit... Mm-hmm. I, I think if the boats, if the container ships stop coming, <laughs> that the wind talker could probably live off of uh, wild fruit. I give him a month. I think he could he could go for a month on just like knowing he's got you know he's got a favorite pie tree in town. Sure, uh, and it's he, important. He, He'll climb up on all these things and and take these fruit, and he'll grab guava off the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at one point on the way back from a, a jungle waterfall, it was actually a, a, right after the swinging on the vines incident. He slams on the brakes, <laughs> and in in one smooth motion, jumps out of the truck, 
grabs his machete and chops down an entire banana tree. The whole tree? The whole tree. Okay. Because it had a big, uh, you know, bunch of bananas ready to go off on it. And so he took that and threw it in the back of the truck and jumped back in. And we, we were all just uh, gobsmacked, like, Mike, what, what's that all about? He's like, well, I had to have those bananas. Like, well, but you cut down the whole tree. And he's like, yeah, uh, they don't fruit again if you just take the bunch and you don't chop down the whole tree. He said, it'll grow right back. They, they grow like weeds here. Wow. And That's sure enough, so different. Here in, here in Florida, people go through freaking calisthenics to try to grow bananas, and it hardly ever goes well. It's hard to keep the trees alive, in yeah. my experience. Yeah. And everything just grows and grows and grows there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's citrus. Uh, we had a uh, passion fruit vine right outside of our door where we stayed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had some of the best mangoes I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And guavas. Uh, we were on our way to Hana which is on the far west side of the island. It's a, it's a bit rustic, and it's got some of the nicest beaches. It's a bit touristy as well because it's so pretty, but we're on our way over there, and once again, slam on brakes, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we say, what? And Wood Talker says, there was a fruit back there that I've never seen before. We have to, <laughs> we have to go back and get it. And it turned out it was, uh, they call them red mountain apples. Okay. It looked kind of like a plum. There's also a, a greenish variety they call white mountain apples. Yeah. But it's um, it's got a pit in it, kind of like a plum, but it, it, it had a very mild flavor to it. It tasted like uh, eating the garnishing orchid at a Thai restaurant. So it was like eating flowers in apple form. Okay. So uh, hmm. incredibly delicious after swimming around in salt water for a while. Actually. Oh, yeah. So. Something, something kind of mild. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember from my explorations of the South Pacific, the the fruit thing was was definitely a theme. Some places where we would go, specifically in the Marquesas, I remember, it, it was helpful to make friends with a local and have them show you or or just share the their favorite spots and their favorite trees and whatnot. Some of which might be in their backyard or might be a twenty minute walk or whatever. But even even unaided, just walking around in the jungles, this land that belonged to Nobody in particular, um, the French government, I guess. Yeah, there were there was plentiful wild fruit and the bananas. Now the bananas you were talking about are they the 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 little ones they, that are maybe you know six inches long? I mean, yes. If they were, they would be called little, and I'm sure if they were growing anywhere else, they would be the tiny, like finger size ones almost. Mm-hmm. But growing on Maui, they ended up being almost you know big size bananas. But Almost grocery not store quite. size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're really sweet, right? They're sweeter than the than the grocery store bananas we get back here in, on the mainland. Yes and no. If you let them ripen all the way and over ripen a little bit, yes, they're incredibly sweet. Um, yeah. And if they're still green, they're all, they're incredibly chalky. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember both of those flavors. But they were very uh, they were very tasty. Yeah, the fruit was awesome. The mangoes are better than anything you can get here. It's that's that's definitely the case. Yeah, I, re- I remember wandering around finding fruit. That was that was pretty cool. Well, nice man. It sounds like a sounds like a, a pretty non-touristy sort of chill vacation. Yeah, two was, weeks. That must have been a nice pace. It, it was. It was almost completely non-touristy. We we did a couple of times go over to the touristy side of the island, which was kind of the mm, western northwestern side, uh, where there's okay. a bunch of resorts and beaches without crazy surf on them. You know. Yeah, one time we went over there to go to a museum and just look around. 
shop for some souvenirs for people. Uh, the other time we went over there, we um, we got taken with one of the Wind Talkers' friends, who we got to be friends with, uh, who's been a uh, living on Maui for a couple of years and is a has a, a wedding DJ business there. Okay. Uh, and he, he also, As you do. Yeah, he also happens to be a web designer, so we had a lot to talk about. It was really cool. He took us over there to a beach party that another DJ friend of his was uh, spinning. So we hung out there for a while, and then uh, watched the sunset, and then we mm, second acted, I guess would be the term. We second acted a hula show from the beach, uh, so we just watched. We were able to see most of the stage, uh, so we saw some some cool hula dancing and a fire dancer. Nice. And then our new friend took us to the... We basically crashed this uh, hotel hot tub. Cool. Which they had tucked away in these crazy like paths among all sorts of shrubbery and stuff. You would never know it was there. I'm surprised their guests can find it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh like as as far as being the tour most touristy part of the thing. Like we mm-hmm. we were just, we just gate crashed the touristy part. So it was, it was oh, fantastic. Man. I, I love that. I, I you know when we were back in in my my cruising days. So for, for those who 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 don't know, who might be listening, you know that after college, I uh, was crew on this rich dude's motor yacht, cross, and we crossed the Pacific. So that's what you were alluding to earlier when you said that the Hasi was, was, or the wind talker, rather, was pulling a, <laughs> uh, was, was pulling a mat yeah. uh, crossing the Pacific. But especially in Mexico, but, but throughout the South Pacific, when we would come upon one of these resorts, these, some of them are fabulous. I, I mean, some of them are incredible, but on the west coast of Mexico, in particular, there are these spectacular resorts because it's like the Caribbean for west coasters. You know, people who live in America, who live, let's say, west of Kansas, uh, it's closer for them to enjoy the Mexican Riviera to go to resorts down there yep. than to pop down to the Caribbean. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. There are all these incredible resorts, and we would gate crash these things, and some of them were all inclusive. And sometimes they had armbands, and sometimes they didn't. So the armband ones were harder because you could get you could get told to leave. But like that that was the worst thing that would happen. So we would just go, and we would get told to leave sometimes. But we would go, and we we would check out the pools. And then in the best cases, there were a couple where there were no armbands. They were all inclusive resorts, so everything was was free for the taking, including the bars. And um, and the one thing. The one thing you needed was a towel. <laughs> oh my god. That gosh. was like the key to the whole thing. If you had if you had one of the resort towels, you could only get that in your room apparently. But then you would take it down to the pool. You would take your room towel and exchange it for a pool towel. So if you had a towel, everybody just assumed you belong and treated you like another one of their rich ass customers and would be happy to bring you another strawberry decorator sir and and <laughs> you know so we we would gate crash these resorts swim in their amazing pools some of these things, these places would have like 10 pools they had pools connected to other pools by canals you could swim through i mean these things were ridiculous we we had a great time there and we got you know we got kicked out of a few of them but uh <laughs> But dropping in and and pirating the amenities of these resorts uh, was was great fun, especially on the the west coast of Mexico. The ones in the South Pacific, they were a little, uh, they were smaller. I mean, they were still still gorgeous, 
but it was a lot harder to blend in. But in those mega ones in Mexico, we could just disappear into the crowd and steal somebody's towel off a lounge chair, and then we were good to go. <laughs> wow, the towel system is kind of baffling. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it worked in our favor once we figured it out. Well, we, we realized that we had been kicked out of a place for not having towels. We went back the very next day. We, we each we went in separate directions. There were three of us. We went in separate directions. And we each pilfered a towel. <laughs> and once we had a towel, we were good. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Don't want to uh, bore our listeners too much with my vacation pictures, but uh, yeah, it was a good trip. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I. Uh, w- which is it? Envious or jealous? The one where I, I wouldn't take it away from you, but I, I wish I had it too. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I forget. Oh man, I'm such a such a bad English speaker right now. <laughs> I, I, be- I believe it's. Um, I believe it's. Uh, Jealousy, we might have to correct this next week, but I believe jealousy means I wish I had it as well. Envy means not only do I want it, but I want you not to have it. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with jealousy. Uh, I'm jealous. I wish I, I had had that experience, but right. I've email, just been back here with the... Email grammar Nazi suggestions to right. show at gmail.com. Yeah. I've just been back here with the rest of the working stiffs for the last couple of weeks. But talking of which, your photos... Your vacation photos; those would be good things to add to the show notes if we can find a way to get those. If we can find a way to get those working. Well, uh, I've got uh, my uh, my phone set up to back up all my photos, my whole camera roll to Google Plus. Um, so I think hmm. all I need to do is uh, set that up to share from Google Plus, and uh, I believe I'll be able to um, to do that actually. Uh, so, now Google Plus that's that's the Facebook without the Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh okay. it's you know, less Zuckerberg, uh less people, uh some more nerdery, but uh yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's not it's not so nerdy that people won't have heard of it at this point, I don't think. Um hmm. but I don't I, I'm hoping people won't have to sign up for an account to see my pictures. Uh, at least I'm I'm hoping not for uh the sake of my in-laws cuz I, you know, being able to to show off the pictures will make my in-laws happy, uh, get them get them off my back, and uh, I don't I, yeah, I don't want to have to walk them all through signing up for Google Plus and be like, no, this no, is a look, circle. It's kind of like a friend on Facebook, but not really. I don't want to go there. You know you know how this is going to end, Jody. You're going to end up sending them to them in an email in a big zip file, and then you're going to end up talking to them on the phone, telling them how to unzip it. No, I'm not. I'm that's not. A, that's how that not ends. doing that. That's how that's how it's gonna go down. Yeah, I've, I've I've been there actually. I'm not I'm not ever going back to that again. <laughs> you say that, but yeah, it's not gonna be up to you. I spent most of the day yesterday um, actually scrolling through <laughs> everything on my phone with them. So <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Well, well, cool, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be looking forward to seeing some of those pictures. I, I imagine some of our listeners will as well. Yeah, well, I. I was thinking of my my next vacation, and it's it's coming up rather rapidly. We we still haven't. My next vacation that I know of is the upcoming trip to back to NOLA, of course, New Orleans, our fair city. And we're we're going in November, and uh, you guys aren't going, are you? No. Oh. You don't uh, want to think about it. It's in November. Uh, it's tempting, but uh, pretty sure right around then is when we'll have this trip paid off. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I don't really want to think about traveling again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing what I always do, which is 
um, budgeting to zero out the balances on all of my credit cards right before the trip so that I can max them out again in, in New Orleans. Oh, I see. All right. But, yeah. Anyway, no, uh, NOLA is coming up. We still have – we have a lot of decisions to make. I was just thinking about that. That's going to be honest before I know it, and we haven't – there's a lot of meals we haven't pinned down. I mean, obviously, we're eating at Coquette on, on Wednesday, and, and uh, you know, there are certain things that are, are standards, but okay. – does, you always go to Coquette on a Wednesday. Does every meal get scheduled this way? No, not every meal. We like to leave some open for, you know, okay, we're down on Magazine Street, so let's just get a quick po' boy at, the, at, at Tracy's, for example. Or um, or we're wandering around, so, and everybody's a bit peckish. This would be a good time to pop into Mr. B's and grab some barbecue shrimp. That's one we don't schedule because we always sit at the bar and the bartender, Dean, somehow remembers me. Even though I'm only there two to three times a year, hmm. well, four times last year, but he remembers me. He's like, "Oh, you're back in town. You know, where's your friend Chris?" I mean, he he like wow. really remembers me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's amazing. I don't know how he does it. Sounds like a good bartender to me. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a pro, a real gentleman bartender. He's a pro, but yeah, we leave some stuff open to for the wandering around uh, aspect. You know, we, we you can you pop into Verity Mart at any moment. Um, and get a sand- a life changing sandwich. You know, you get an all that jazz po' boy or or whatever. But um, oh, you're making me so hungry right now. Oh God, I know I haven't really eaten anything today. Uh, Neil, uh, Mufaletta, please. Uh, stat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then we get into the whole you know Mufaletta debate. Is it is it going to be uh, Central Grocer or Mandina's or Verity Mart's, which is quite different. Um, you know, but. But for the for the evenings, we tend to want reservations at at fancy restaurants. So we we need to make some of those. Although you know we've been we've been moving away from that. I and I don't want this trip to be one of those trips where we do where every night we have a reservation at some Michelin star restaurant. I think I want to try some sort of off the beaten path. But then. The temptation is there because some of the country's best restaurants are there. You know, are we gonna, are we really gonna go and knock your reservations at Gotros, or are we gonna skip Brixton's and Bayona this time and and just eat on the street? Eh, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but the, te- uh, the temptation is definitely it. there. Just get a hand grenade and a muffaletta, you'll be fine. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. As long as you, when you know you're going back. When you know, okay, it's November, but chances are I'll be back again uh, after Christmas. The last couple of years, Chris and I, or Chris and my partner and I, have gone the day after Christmas and spent the the week or the five days or whatever in between Christmas and New Year's in uh, in Nola, and then flown back. So we can always we can always squeeze in more fancy restaurants then. But I'd like to try some of the more local favorites, some of the stuff where. You might not need a reservation, and there, there, there won't be a line, but there's still going to be really excellent food. I, there's, there's so much. We've been so many times. I mean, so many times, and we've been to all of these fancy restaurants, and there's still so many more that we haven't tried. More that I probably haven't heard That's of. That's the amazing part about that city. That's true. It is crazy, and you know, it's it's more true than you know of even your own city. Sometimes uh, last night. My partner and I had dinner at a place in Clearwater that we'd never been to before, and it was it was excellent. It was really really good. It was 
Cafe Ponte, or Ponte or whatever. Um, for anyone who out there who wants to try it, we had a, we had a pretty good experience. Uh, apart from apart from the the cheesy lounge music and the uh, <laughs> the older couple who took the table next to us were they were off gassing Ben Gay fumes oh, no. at an alarming rate. Um, it, it became difficult to smell my wine because of the Ben Gay fumes. But uh, apart from that, we had we had. Uh, three or four really great courses, and uh, maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> we we like to order a lot of stuff, but it, it it was that was a good meal, and it was a you know place in a freaking strip mall in Clearwater that I hadn't heard of until well actually Chris mentioned it a while ago, and um, a friend of mine the the a friend of mine who's a chef told me it was worth the trip. So and I trust her opinion. So cool. Well, that's now on my on my list of restaurants to try in the area. Yeah, not not ridiculously expensive either. It's not like it's not like going to Donatello or um uh you know, it, it, you're going to spend over $100 for two, but it's not going to be 250. Is it vegetarian know? friendly? Um, you know what my partner got was a vegetarian dish and there's tons of seafood. Um does your does your spouse eat seafood or Seafood no? does not count. No seafood. seafood does not count as meat, or seafood no does not seafood. count as vegetables. <laughs> seafood is right out. Okay, well, there. Uh, she still could have had what my partner had, which was this, um, uh, this, this ravioli thing with goat cheese and asparagus, and, and I tried it. It was, it was phenomenal, really. I'm not sure how many appetizers and whatnot she'd be able to participate in. They had uh you could certainly do the uh artisanal cheese plates. Okay. Well that's that's always a, a nice thing to do even if uh you know it's not a full five course mat style um yeah. dinner. Yeah, absolutely. You could go for, for the cheeses, you could get a nice fish or even a steak if you wanted one. They had a couple steaks on the menu, but they had a lot of seafood choices. But there were there were a couple of vegetarian options. So Cool. So there you go. Oh well. Uh, hmm. uh, hopefully this isn't too confusing. But to circle back to uh, <laughs> the Hawaii food thing, mm-hmm. had uh, my first try of poke or pokey. I'm not sure how to say it, but uh, you can pretty much walk into a gas station and get sushi, and usually it comes in a bowl with with rice. I don't know if 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 you've ever gotten a, a burrito bowl from somewhere. You know, it's not wrapped up in the burrito <laughs> shell, but it's it's stuffed in the bowl. Add sushi Buffet. fish to that uh-huh. and you you pretty much got poke it was good huh. you know, so more like sashimi really right yeah, like kinda. like sliced sliced raw fish on rice anything else in there uh you know some veggies uh onions they had uh, really good maui onions they called them they were these small <clears throat> onions that hmm. were slightly sweet nice uh, which you know uh, grew everywhere yet again except above the cloud line on haleakala which is like another planet up there it's got Weird plants and strange rocks and, ugh, you know, and a and a and a paralyzed Jody somewhere on the on the slope <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> right. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I have a volcano story. I don't know if I should if I should tell that. You've heard my volcano story, I imagine. But, uh, uh, yeah, I I I once ran around the crater of an active volcano. Oh, is this? Do you remember me? Is too? this when you got stuck by the blizzard? It was like snowing at the top. No, no, no. That, that was that was in New Zealand. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, that was in New Zealand, and that was yeah. One of those volcanoes was active. It was the the one that they used 
for the filming of the Lord of the Rings, the one that stood in for Mount Doom. We actually we we climbed that and did this crossing thing, but and the weather sucked. But no, in, in um in in uh, Vanuatu, the weather sucked on Mount Doom. I I never would have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, usually it's just the it's just the, the doom that sucks, but. But yeah, the the weather was poor. No, but in um, in Vanuatu, we went up the side of this very active volcano where a Japanese tourist had been killed that year by a flying piece of molten rock. Uh, because this is not like a Disney World volcano where there are ropes and stuff to tell you where is safe. <laughs> you you just go up there and uh, it's a, a, like a barren hellscape up there. It's like it's like the moon and. Every let's say let's say twice an hour, but the timing is pretty random. There's a a rumble and a boom, and molten rocks, some of which the size are the size of SUVs, get blasted about let's say three four hundred feet into the air out of the crater. Wow! <laughs> and they and they go flying through the air, uh, and and you watch them. And <laughs> we had just gotten up there, I remember. Now we we didn't we only hiked the last. Uh, I don't know. We we only hiked the few the last few hundred meters. The rest of the way up, we got a ride in the bed of some local's Toyota pickup. You know, we gave him a gave him a couple of bucks, and and he ferried us up there. But we had just finished the hike up there, and we're standing on the rim of the crater, and there's one of these boom, and this big flaming boulder comes flying, and I'm like, is that coming? Yeah, that's that's coming toward me. That's that's coming toward me that's not going to be close is it that looks really oh, close geez. and it, you know as it's flying through the air we start we start backing up and it, it and it just smote the hillside in front of us you know more than 100 yards away or maybe 100 yards away at the closest uh so the other end of a football field it wasn't super close but we were concerned when we it was difficult to tell how close its arc was going to bring it um and you know it just throws dust up into the air and we and it sits there uh glowing <laughs> it's red and glowing <laughs> and it was bright daylight we could still sense the glow yeah it, and there was there was this sulfurous smoke coming out of the volcano the whole time we were up there and um and at a certain point i decided i was going to jog around the around the rim of the crater which meant w- w- where we originally got up there the 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 cloud the billowing cloud of sulfurous smoke was being pushed by the wind away from us but of course to circumambulate the crater i had to run through it and that was quite, sure. un- quite unpleasant but the poisonous fume yeah it was the 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 diameter of the crater was probably maybe a quarter mile in diameter uh, that's probably a pretty good estimate um so but anyway yeah we, we stayed up there till sundown and when it got dark the it, it became evident that the whole crater was glowing brightly there was tons of, of liquid magma just which we couldn't see it was below the level we could see but there was a bright orange glow and, oh but it shone through wow that's kind oh, of amazing oh yeah once it was dark it was it was glowing brightly and and then we stayed up there for a couple more of those mini eruptions or what, i don't know what a geologist would call them but uh you know the little spit ups that the the mountain had and <laughs> uh and at night they were much more spectacular cuz everything left a glowing trail through the sky and and cuz everything glowed brightly and all these sparks that you couldn't see in the bright sunlight were seen shooting out it was it was really wild and and yeah it was not a not a not what you would call a safe tourist attraction in a in a first world country but in Vanuatu you know they're prepared to let them let you take your chances 
obviously. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, if it's a volcano doing stuff, it, it like you said before, it's not even like Disney could put ropes in a certain place and assure you that the giant hunk of molten rock will not land on you here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would do. I, even you could put foot-thick polycarbonate windows between your tourist and the <laughs> and the the crater, and if if a, an SUV size of chunk of molten rock comes flying that way, it's still going to demolish it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's my volcano story. Matt versus the volcano. Exactly. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I miss the... Your, your South Pacific stories are making me decidedly wistful. <laughs> I thought that might happen. Yeah. All right. Well... We're 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 deep into it. What else? What else we want to talk about today? Oh, I don't know. You know. So while you were off traipsing about the South Pacific, I was uh, I was in the classroom last couple weeks. Got three weeks down. So what does that make? It's thirteen days in. Okay. So last we talked, you were just about to get students. I think. Yeah. So I've got I've got my I've got my my kids. Yeah. You know, I. I complain a lot, mostly to myself, but to anyone else who will listen as well, which means I've inflicted this to some degree on, on some of our listeners. But you know, this year is not going to be nearly as hard as last year. I, I've got, you know, now that I have four physics classes instead of just two, so I've got just two classes of the regulars instead of four. So going from two-thirds of my day being the regular classes down to just one-third is such a huge change uh and it really makes the day a lot more pleasant but well th- this was the good schedule you scored right that we talked about previously okay yeah that's right. that's good right good stuff. yeah it, it really is a a big change and you know and i've so i've got my new batch of of ap kids and they seem like they're going to be competitive the class has grown over the first three weeks uh, i had just 14 on day one i have 18 now 18 is a pretty good number i can live with that uh, you know, and then I got my physics honors kids. I got three sections of that. That's fabulous. Wow. They're, you know, we're having we're having a pretty good time these first couple of weeks. Although I gave them their first quiz on Friday of this week. Okay. And a lot of them clearly were not prepared. Well, you know, that's okay. The first quiz was deliberately hard because I want them to know that this is, you know, this is chess, not checkers. They need to. They need to be prepared to, to solve hard problems. All right, a wake up quiz. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's not going to kill anybody's grade. And if they if on Monday when they get their scores, if they're feeling too beat down by it, I'll I'll um I'll be very uplifting with my uh, <laughs> when I talk to them about it. Um, but yeah, and then in my regular kids, you know, you know, I got just two sections. Some of those kids are a mess uh, as always, but uh, you know, it's nobody I can't work with. So, right. yeah, new new batch of kids, new year. I even know some of their names already after 13 days. <laughs> I'm guessing some for good reasons, some for bad reasons. Yeah, exactly. You know, All the right. first day you learn, the, the kids who, who test you a little bit on the first day, you're not going to forget their names. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, and then I've got my I've got my newbie next door. So I, I think I talked a little bit about, on the last one That's true. about her. The new teacher, right, right. Yeah, so she's, uh, you know, she's made she's made mistakes, but nothing unrecoverable. Um, 
She's not bothering me very much for help, but I, I really think maybe she should be bothering me more. You know, I'm not going to walk in there and ask her what she needs necessarily, especially when, because we have, we have different periods off, so I'm not going to interrupt her class, but I feel like she should really be getting more help than she's getting from me so far. She's come to me with a few issues and we've sorted okay. them out, but I'm still worried. Let's say concerned. I'm still concerned that um, that she's gonna she's gonna uh, make the sort of rookie classroom management mistakes that lead to you know crying in the break room uh, on, in the first year, which is fairly typical. I think there are a lot of teachers who've been through that. Um, I did all my crying internally, but but it was still happening in your internal break room. My internal break room, right, right. All right. Well, she could be furiously trying to email you every twenty minutes, and you probably wouldn't know that yet, right? She's not. She's not even set up for that. <laughs> well, no. Three weeks on, she is set up for email. She officially exists in the computer system. She oh, may have even good. been. She may have even been paid once or twice. Wow. Hopefully, who knows? I remember when I started, I wasn't paid for the first like four weeks because I started so late. <laughs> Uh, you know, and of course, I, I think I got everything that was coming to me, but, you know, who knows? All right. So all of that seemingly going well, which makes me yeah. less concerned about uh, our next item in the robot here, which is your obsession, your new obsession with shotguns. Yeah. So I, I've continued to go out shooting with um, with, with the, a couple of our friends who are pretty into it. And we've been a bunch of times now. And I, I'm 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 pretty good at this sport. I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, I enjoy things that I'm good at in general. Not ev- not every time I go out, I don't get a great score every time. But um, I, I've definitely got the the mechanics. And so I, I'm I'm about to get my own my own weapon for the sport. But here's the the somewhat unexpected thing for me is that my partner. She is also really liking it as well. Oh well, last we talked, she was uh, lukewarm. She was you oh, know, yeah there and not hating it, but didn't yeah take to it. Yeah, la- yeah. Last we talked, she was just kind of being a good sport about it. She wasn't pouting and making me quit early, but she wasn't having a super good time, and she she knocked off early the the first time we went out. But we've been out. She's been out a bunch of times, including uh, Saturday morning. Um, Saturday morning, we went out to the the L.A. location. And she, um, you know, for a while she she farted around with smaller shotguns, the four tens. But you you can't hit with those things. There's only like like three pellets in each shell, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're just silly. So she's she's shooting a twenty gauge now, and she's not bothered by the the recoil or anything. She just needs she needs a lighter gun. So I think we picked it out, and we're gonna we're both gonna get our own shotguns for this because it's so rare. That you, I mean, you know that I'm an active person and an outdoorsy person, and all of our friends know this. All, most of our listeners can probably guess. And my partner is decidedly not. <laughs> so she's come camping with us a few times, but she's not going to go, let's say, to a campground without porcelain fixtures. All right. Well, I mean, let's just let's just leave it at that. Yeah, it can be hard to find overlap, but it's good to know. Uh, it's good to find new overlap. That's that's for sure. Yeah, so she she likes this sport of of sporting clays and traps. She likes it way more than I would have guessed because she had no 
firearms experience whatsoever. She had never shot a gun until the first time I took her to the the pistol range, and she hated that. And honestly, I hadn't been to the pistol range in a long time. When I went with her, I hated it too. Uh, yeah, you're, you're it can indoors. be pretty harrowing. You're cooped up with a bunch of strangers with with giant handguns. Yeah, yeah, it can be. And and strangers have never looked so strange as the crowd at a crowded indoor gun range. I mean, they are they are a creepy bunch, and they're armed to the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I and and she, I I absolutely agree with her. It, it's no fun at all being in there. I mean, it, it's fun shooting a handgun and being good at it is 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 good, but. Uh, being in that space with those other people, especially when you got some Yahoo next door, uh, rapid firing a 12 gauge pump uh, with a pistol grip. I mean, yeah. it's just the it, shells are jumping you know, over the partition and landing on your it's feet. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So you know, contrast that with this sporting clays thing where you're you're outdoors. You get a golf cart. You get a golf cart, which is super fun. But even at the trap range, where you you're just standing around, but you're still outdoors, and everybody there is uh, is a, a lady or a gentleman, and they're you know everybody's friendly and and you know they might be they might be a bit they might be politically uh, at a different end of the spectrum than me. <laughs> you see a lot of Second Amendment related bumper stickers still, okay. but uh, but but it's not the it's not the horror show that you see at an indoor pistol range and it's outdoors and it's, it's just, it's nice. And she's, she's actually, she's already started getting better, like a lot better cool. at actually hitting the birds. She got four out of six at one stand, uh, out on the course yesterday, which is, uh, her highest ever score at a single stand. And she got a, a round of, a round of doubles where she got both birds. I mean, you know, wow. those are, yeah, these are, these are milestones. And I think once we get her a gun that actually fits her, um, so that silly gonna... that silly dog in the grass wasn't laughing at her at all. No. Oh, wow. Cool. No. No. It looked that way, but no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's been it's been neat. I mean, it, I'm not surprised that I love it as much as I do. I, but I'm super surprised that she's into it. Uh. But very pleasantly surprised that we found this new weird thing that we both enjoy and that we can do together. Cool. Now, of course, it's about to get extremely expensive because I'm going to spend in the neighborhood of three thousand dollars on a pair of shotguns, and then, um, wow. <laughs> and then some of our other friends are acquiring the equipment to reload shotgun shells, and I'm going to go in on that, and we're going to have reload days at the shop, at the the workshop, because we can reload a box of shells, a box of twenty five for. Uh, three to four dollars, depending on the the recipe. Oh, you mean like the the press to reload the powder and reload yeah, the pellets? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, that that probably that is a good investment. Yeah, I that'll pay for itself if we even you know easily within a year. Yeah, totally. Um, so if we, we, if you guys aren't aren't already on that uh, that NSA list, uh, then then now you definitely are. Then you have the ability to reload your own stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because now they can't track it. <laughs> Oh, Kurtz, they could they they could be listening right now. They don't listen to podcasts though; just private phone calls. Right? Well, we are on a Skype call right now. Oh, damn it! Yeah, yeah. they got us again. That's a, that's okay. They're uh, all they get is an early preview of the podcast. So true, not a big deal. True, which we're gonna we're gonna publish anyway. So exactly. So yeah. So there's our uh, there's our, our follow up. We've got a we've got an hour in the can, and we've we've covered the follow up. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you want to you want to take a shot at this topic of ours? Uh, I don't think so. No, 
I think you want to call it. It's, it's just. <laughs> I, it's been it's been an okay show. Uh, yeah, I've like had I said, fun. I hope it, I hope it wasn't too too boring, like making people look at my vacation footage. But it's like a, the slideshows that my uh, <laughs> my nana, my mom's mom, um, uh, it was it was it was great. She was a world traveler. She I I don't know how many countries. Uh, I have she she wrote and self published a little book about her travels called called Travels with K, which is a lovely little book, and I have it up there on my shelf. I can see it from here. I should probably, and I haven't read it. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that. My mom's going to hear this and, and, and possibly be disappointed in me, but I need to I need to crack open that book and, and read a little bit and see how many countries, because I'm guessing, well, I've been to, I think, 22 countries. I'm guessing my Nana probably hit over 100. Wow, nice. Yeah. Like I said, proper world traveler. Um, but... She would give slideshows <laughs> at the family reunion every year. Uh, here's me in Patagonia. <laughs> wow. And and they were honestly, I remember that those being a little boring because I was I was super young, but also really fascinating. Some of the time, like some of the time, I would get really into the pictures and you know and and. It, because I was the sort of kid who would sit down with the World Book Encyclopedia and just work my way through a, a letter, an issue, you know. Yeah, and I read did. about Patagonia, and then you get you get excited about the plates. Sometimes you know they had the pictures of the of the, mm-hmm. the weird Patagonian critters or whatever in the middle. Yeah, um, you know, I like the ones with animals. So I, yeah, even with the boring stuff, usually there's something to grab you. So hopefully there's a there's a little hook in there for somebody. I don't know. Well, then there was the added upshot with my nana that uh, at the end of the slideshow she busted out the presents. Oh, I see. See, that's how she kept us there. <laughs> Stick and then carrot. All right, cool. exactly. So then we were, then we were. Uh, uh, everybody got all the grandchildren, and there were, God, there were like thirty of us or something. I, I don't know the exact number. That it might not be that high, but uh, let's more than a dozen, less than thirty, somewhere in that range. And she had something for every one of us. So sometimes it would be a little figurine of a camel. Uh, some of the stuff I I still have. Sometimes it would be a T-shirt. I honestly still have and still occasionally work out in the t-shirt she brought me from Greece. <laughs> okay. it, it says Greece on it in Greek. Cool. And that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah. So we're not handing out t-shirts this week, are we, Joni? No. Uh, hmm. Not that I know of. That's that's problematic. It, it seems like an episode like this. stickers again, though. We could do that. It's been a while. Yeah. No pants in 2000. That was the slogan. <laughs> that's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. The costs have probably come down, you know. Yeah, we could guess do like so. a, what is it? Cafe press sort of bumper sticker thing is probably pretty affordable. We could put this stuff on mugs. So what um what sort of now that we're talking about this and, and, and frankly, this is timely because it's about time we, we opened up a new revenue stream because so far the uh the the current ones have not been Let's be honest; they haven't been gushing, right? So, what what sort of what sort of uh, products do you think we could sell related to your travel experiences and talk about them here on the podcast? Um, we could we could probably sell rebranded uh, peach pits as you know, like mountain apple used mountain apple verified from the wind talker. Fruit bits. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe. Uh, I, I tried pretty... to talk him into becoming uh, an adventure guide himself because that's basically what he he did 
for us while we were there. Uh, yeah. And he would be fantastic at that. Um, he wasn't into it. Uh, I, I think really? I'm, I'm going to lean on him some more. Uh, yeah, Adventure Time with the Wind Talker, I think, would be a great business. Um, Come on, grab your friends. Yeah, I, you can't be, you know, really infirm. Uh, you have to be able to hike around a little bit. But he uh, he can provide something for most people, I think. So we could have like we could have an at least you're trying vacation package, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Uh, at least you're trying travel agency. At least you're trying uh-huh. vacation packages. Uh huh. I like this. Yeah. Um, okay, and then obviously t-shirts and mugs and stuff. But yeah, you know, honestly, if I had a mug that had our at least you're trying logo on it, that that would make me a happy person. We might should, I would we use might that at work, do that. and I would, feel, well, I would feel good about it. Okay. What we also need to do is bite the bullet and just get ourselves into iTunes, because this is it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. We, t- we might have talked about that on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we need to... Well, tell me what tell me what to do, or, you know, tell Neil what to do. Um, Neil was, by the way, I don't know if you're aware, we're going to have to have a talk with Neil. Uh, it's going to have to get a little heavy, because, you know, we, we put that show in the can before you left, like the day before you left. And it, it didn't get out there into the wild for, for what, a week and a half? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's yeah. acceptable. And then, you know, uh, he dropped it in the feed without telling you. I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but hopefully it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So that was a well, long, I, I, long lag time. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know about it until the Canonical Listener posted something on the Bookface uh, site saying that, well, Jody must be back in town because the new episode's out. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I actually could have done that from from Hawaii, from my phone. I have my, my phone set up so I can... Uh, can hmm. SSH into the into the into the server and do that stuff, but uh, even outside of the continental um, forty eight, huh? Yeah, well, that was one of the best things about being in Hawaii is that it's still part of the United States, and you know your your phone still works. Wow, I wonder if that goes for American Samoa, Pongo Pongo. I do not know. So you can get stabbed and still have your phone work. Pongo Pongo is a rough town. I see. So yeah, I think. Uh, I can probably fire up my uh, my Windows virtual machine that has iTunes installed, or I can just make you do it. I don't know, or make I'm sorry, make Neil do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let, let's. I, I agree. Let's figure that out. There are people who are trying to listen who are uh, are being thwarted right now. Yeah, that. they're thwarted, so. or they're jumping through strange hoops. Um, right. Exactly. You know, and it, especially anyone with an iPhone five, which I found out from the Wind Talkers, pretty much impossible to. Uh, put a custom podcast I know. feed I, into. So I weird. tried to add it to I tried to add it to a friend's phone the other night, and I couldn't do it. And I know the URL by heart. It that wasn't it. Uh, you couldn't do it on the iPhone five, and yet on the iPhone four, which is running the same iOS as far as I know, or on my iPod Touch, which is running iOS six, it works fine. So it's baffling to me. I don't know. Again, this is where this is. This is what I meant about Steve Jobs and the ghost. Yeah. His ghost. The ghost in the machine. Indeed. Deus ex machina. Is that that's what that means? That's what that no, means. No, me- yeah. it means God in the machine. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's one of my favorite Latin phrases. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Morris ignorantibus et tu stulte. <laughs> Apparently you've studied more Latin than I have. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to translate that. Let, let the listeners Google that. Okay, well, should we wrap it up for this week? 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's button it up. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back, and I'm not. I'm not sure Neil is because he's he's gonna get he's gonna get a little bit of a kick in the ass. But um, I'm glad you're back, and we've got new projects to work on and new shows to record. And we even have a topic for next week that we can think about ahead of time. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good week, and I will talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you.